0: The One Year School podcast is starting today and in episode one we lay down the why and the how or the reasons behind the One Year School, a lesson plan that has absolutely nothing to do with school, but everything with upscaling life to live bigger, more confidently and to become unstoppable. You are listening to the One Year School podcast. Are you ready to activate your focus, to sharpen your memory, and to release anxiety and stress often caused by school? We are introducing experts and coaches who will enrich your life to become happy and healthy in body and mind. We also interview our students who not only have overcome dyslexia and other learning challenges, but they are thriving and leading the lives they desire and have been able to create. I'm your host, Barbara Hoy, and in today's first episode, I'll tell you my own story with my son, Kiano, that has led me to create the One Year School, an online school that has a different role to the One Year School podcast. The One Year School helps creative, visual learners to read, write, and do math differently. More than establishing literacy and numeracy, it aims at setting foundations for unique skills of these bright, big-picture thinkers to help them to study, create their own business or shape their lives to fit their dream. The One Year School podcast adds interviews with students who have been there and done that and from experts who add their wisdom about topics that schools have not told you about. If you want to be rich and happy, don't go to school. Well, that's what Robert Kiyosaki said, the famous author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And his father was a school teacher in Hawaii. In his book, he also claims that most children go to school as butterflies and leave as caterpillars. I read this book soon after I arrived in Australia, about 30 years ago. I used to be a top student in my school years in Austria, however, I never liked school. What I did like was the social aspect and arts. It's therefore no surprise that Robert Kiyosaki's words resonated with me. But, when I had my own children, and I've got four of them, I sent them all to school. And they were enjoying the experience, except for my son, Keanu. I had no idea he was dyslexic, or rather is still dyslexic. When he went to primary school, he struggled a lot. And I saw that in year two, he spelled things as facts, F-E-K-X. And every answer on his comprehension test was wrong, alarm bells were ringing. Now, this happy, lovely young boy had become more anxious and more frustrated with every passing year. He had been looking forward to school, but not anymore. And some mornings we had these meltdowns before school in the bathroom, where he was creating so much anxiety and stress, not just for himself, but every other member of our family. And I felt so sorry for him because the thought that this poor kid now has to go to school, sit for a test where he cannot even read and understand the questions, let alone answer them. It just broke my heart. And all I heard from school was, don't worry, they all get there in the end. Well, I can tell you, that doesn't always happen. Once when I asked him what he wanted to be when he grows up, he said he wants to be a Canadian. After realising that he meant comedian, I really knew that we had a true dyslexic on our hands. I knew he was smart and funny, very creative. But at, at that time, I didn't know anything about dyslexia. It wasn't until a friend gave me a book called The Gift of Dyslexia by Ron Davis that I started figuring out why Marcus, he calls himself Keanu because that was his second name, and he was failing and falling through the cracks of school, of our education system. I ended up becoming a dyslexia facilitator and helped hundreds of students, children and adults with learning difficulties in one-on-one programs for almost 15 years. And because of that experience, it came up with a different concept, the concept of the one-year school that uses everything that I've been taught and adding everything that I found was needed on top of it. My son Kiana finished school in 2012. He had an ATA of 96.1 and he would hate me to tell that. He would hate me to mention that. And I let him explain the reason himself because I have interviewed him for podcast number two. And I don't mention it to break or make him uncomfortable, but I want to show that any student who currently struggles at school, be it primary or high school, are not believing that they can be whatever they want to be, that they can finish school, that they can study. Like my son ended up studying media arts and finishing uh, and and being really successful now, uh, self-employed, making videos, doing what he loves to do. And that's what I've seen with so many of my former students, that they finally can live their dream. They can study and they can become whatever they want to become. And that is really why I created that podcast. I want to dispel those myths, those misconceptions that are still in, in, our, in the public mind. The misconception that dyslexics are not academic or they're not suitable for university, or that they're not bright, that they are learning disabled, or that they just reverse letters, or that they're unable to learn because they cannot concentrate. My mission is to prove that all these beliefs are fundamentally wrong and that we have failed them by not being able to teach them the way they learn. The main issue is that most people have no idea what dyslexia is. And I can understand because neither did I. And they don't understand that dyslexic learners are nothing else but visual, creative, or tactile kinesthetic learners. They do not learn in an auditory way, which is what we teach most schools. In most schools, most children are taught by listening. And schools are perfect for auditory learners. Well, they're not perfect, but they suit auditory learners. Let's face it, if you need to learn or if you're learning by creatively mastering, by understanding everything, by having to create mind pictures, that is not going to be easy. And instead of feeling really the creative geniuses they are, we let them struggle and make them feel dumb. That is a big mistake because the world needs these people. They need people who think outside the box, are creative. And these are the people who are the entrepreneurs of tomorrow or of today. They are the ones who will find the solutions that our society hasn't been able to come up with because of the way we think compared to the creative solutions they can come up with. So as a big picture thinker or visual learner, they are struggling to read because reading is often a more linear experience, a sort of more left brain experience and they can they can read really, really well if they would be taught in a different way, they would be taught in a visual way, that the words that do not have a picture are explained and are created. They have to master those words themselves. And there is an easy way, and I have done it many, many times in programs when I was a dyslexia facilitator. And I've worked with hundreds of children and adults, and they all have come away really confident, really capable. But unfortunately, it takes a while to finish all those words because in English there are 200, about 200 words that don't have a picture. These 200 words are all these pronouns, prepositions, uh, articles like the, of, on. I mean, if I say elephant, you can make a picture, can't you? But what picture do you get when you hear the, if... By, So? But these words make up the majority of what we are reading. So if the majority of what we are reading is a guesswork and these students have uh, not really been able to deeply understand or deeply make pictures of of that, it is really, really difficult. So these 200 words, in order to finish that, it has become a part of the one-year school to filter that into people's lives. And in the podcast, apart from explaining more about dyslexia, helping people along with every aspect of it that we can think of, we would like to also introduce experts. Experts and coaches that will additionally bring their topic of passion across. All the things that I think we should know, and we do not learn at school, all the things about our mental health, our physical and emotional health, about um, a different way of doing things, a different way of staying healthy in life. This is where these experts are going to bring in their expertise or their uh, knowledge across. And also we on this podcast want to find out what became of those students who are now thriving and how they turned it around, how they became so successful. And they're not successful despite their dyslexia, but they're successful because of it. And that is what Ron Davis always said. We misunderstand it when we say, oh, they did turn their luck around and they have been um, successful despite all the struggles. Well, these struggles are their gifts and they make them successful. They help them to turn these creative, these visual gifts into an amazing career, into an, more than a job because they are really very often the eagles that are designed to have Um, a leadership position rather than a followers position, but they can really be anything if they put their mind to their task. So the mission is an alternative way to educate visual learners, to support them so that they can use these talents to create their place in the world, to create their own work. So we are not just establishing literacy and numeracy, We want to also set foundations so that they can bring all their talents into this world. So our mission is more and more butterflies leaving school with resilience to persevere even if they fail more often. To think rather than memorize. To become rich and happy. To believe in their brilliance. Because confidence will come And their confidence will grow when they have proven to themselves that they can do it. It cannot be told to them. Like at school, they cannot be told. They have to understand everything. They have to master everything. They have to go much deeper so that they are really keeping that butterfly effect. We don't need more caterpillars. Did you know that 43.7% of Australians between the ages of 15 and 74 are functionally illiterate, according to a recent OECD survey? Yes, most of them can read, but basic literacy is not enough to effectively participate in today's life. If you have to read a text several times to fully understand, you may be dyslexic. That doesn't mean you should work harder or study longer, quite the opposite. I've created a brand new audio program entitled Focus and Read. This course will give you all the tools to focus, read and comprehend. And the program is absolutely free. It's my gift. say thank you for subscribing to the one year school podcast and joining our community that helps our bright visual students to acquire the skills necessary to step into the vision of the future that they desire so register right now simply by visiting theoneyearschool.com so www.theoneyearschool.com and click on focus and read unlike school the one year school helps you to use your own creativity to learn differently, to read without repeating, to write with confidence and upgrade literacy and numeracy.